from Hamster Wheel Publishing. This is Freewheeling. The show that answers your questions about veterinary business and leadership. With me, Dr. Dave Nichol. So welcome to another episode of Freewheeling. I'm Dr. Dave Nichol and I am coming from the VBD uh, head office, which is also where the magic that happens to create the Vet Times and the Vet Business Journal and everything like that. So there's the editorial team all looking like super pumped up. Hey guys, that's, that was <laughs> my uh, really impressed. Like there's the editorial team totally pumped up about it. It's like it's not like it's going out across the world or anything like that. Represent the UK. <laughs> so this is where the magic happens with the UK's biggest uh, journals uh, and, and publishing publications um, into the veterinary space. And so today, in honor of the great work that these guys do, um, Doctor, oh not Doctor, sorry, J- James. You, I just, I just, I just made you Doctor. So there you go, Doctor James Weskett. For the record. Uh, James is not a doctor and has not and never has claimed to be a doctor and probably mortally embarrassed I just said he was a doctor. Anyway, what he is, is the editor of the Veterinary Business Journal. Okay, and so James is the owner of a question. Uh, And so he's pitched me the question, uh, is Mars Corps, uh, is that acquisition of Linnaeus and their move into the UK and actually the European market because they've acquired a European business as well, is this a good thing for vets? So I'm like, Thanks for that question, James. So I'm going to attempt to not throw myself under a bus here um, because I've got uh, generally an opinion. I'm I'm probably not going to aim this directly at Mars. I'm just going to take this from the angle of is really the question is, is is corporatization good and what impact is that happening? And that's way too big a question for a like five to seven minute podcast or, or video show. So let's take a look at is is it good for the UK market to have Mars coming in here and what's my general opinion on that if that even matters in any way shape or form. So the first thing is uh, there's obviously a lot of competition here for um, for practices. So uh, and Mars Corps have said in the article um, or in their press releases or their briefings that they don't really have any interest in coming in as a new entrant to the market. Of course, Banfield tried to do that uh, probably 15 years ago now, uh, and they had a couple of practices up north, Manchester sort of way, and that didn't go so well. Um, and so is, is the appetite for them to start coming in and buying up other practices and further increasing the competition in the market going to be there? Uh, almost certainly not by the sounds of things, uh, you know, if, if you ever believe anything anyone ever tells you. Um, but it, it probably doesn't make the smartest play because a lot of the, the good, the quality practices, in all honesty, have probably been bought at this stage. So is there enough stock available in the market that would make a solid business proposition for Marscore? Probably not. Um, but these guys have got super deep pockets. Like in the US, they have VCA, Banfield, um, Blue Pearl, like a, a whole host of, of practice groups across the US. Um, and their parent company is is a multi-billion dollar organization, um, family-run organization. So these guys have deep pockets, which means they're probably going to buy something else and just acquire. So uh, Linnaeus is almost certainly the first step in that process. Uh, is it going to be IVC um, as a you know another private equity-held group? Is it going to be vet partners? Who knows? 
Um, but that's almost certainly, I'll bet you, what the next move in that market is. And there'll be others across Europe as well to, to service the European market. Now, so that is probably good if you're the private equity firm that's holding uh, IVC or, or VET partners. Um, does that mean they'll keep buying? Almost certainly. So it's probably maintained some form of price pressure or price beneficial, beneficial price pressure for practice sales because there will be ongoing competition in the marketplace. Um, but what does it mean for vets on the front line? Well, you know, uh, corporatization in general, and, and this is where I, I get more general, is like people beat up on corporates quite a lot. And, you know, I've said it before, I'm neither for nor against corporates per se. Um, there are theoretically really good reasons why it should be excellent to go work for a corporate. Uh, there should be better benefits. There should be um, some more degree of flexible working arrangements as roster sizes get bigger and, and there's more availability of cover to move around the country. Um, there should be uh, greater awareness and, and ability and um, smarts in the HR teams to look at ways that you we can engage the workforce in a more uh, a way that is that fits what the workforce actually wants, and particularly as you know we are you know the millennial generation is becoming a bigger and bigger segment of the workforce, and also the the heavily um, gender bias towards um, female uh, that domination in the, our workspace. Those two effects are going to have and are having big, big impacts on the expectations of the workforce. So in theory, a corporate organization of that size should be smart enough and big enough to have worked that out and to provide some degree of increased flexibility. So in theory, that should be good. There should be better pay, better benefits, better, uh, better pensions, those sorts of things that we always associate with corporate life. Um, those things should exist. Um, yet, there does seem to be ongoing disgruntlement in the profession. And is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Who knows? We probably don't have any uh, quantitative um, or even any brilliant qualitative studies. I know we have the Royal College of Veterinary Medicine's uh, uh, workforce analyses, and they don't paint a very good picture at all. Um, and indeed, they, they paint a somewhat deteriorating picture for young vets and their general uh, length of time they stay with the first jobs, the level of satisfaction, those numbers look to be in decline. Now that's, that I would say is a leap to attribute that only to corporates. Um, but the corporatization of veterinary medicine is certainly one of the great drivers or influencers of our day. Um, so answering the question, I'm not dodging it, James, is it a good thing? Um, it will be good for some, okay? And this is the absolute truth. It's going to be great for some. Some people will enjoy working in a more structured, a theoretically more supported environment, and Mars Corps have got a lot of experience of running veterinary hospitals. Um, those things should be in the, the plus column. In the negative column, it's a big corporate run for shareholders, and corporations exist for the sole benefit of their shareholders. Legally, that is the case, and that's like every American uh, organization, that is legally their primary organization is to their shareholders not to their teams, not to their customers. Now, clearly, it makes no sense to uh, not look after your teams and not look after your customers, but nobody should be in any doubt. This is not wooly, fluffy James Herriot uh, that is coming to save the veterinary profession. This is corporatization coming to make the maximum dollar it can from the minimum amount of resources, because that's what businesses do. Um, and does that have an impact on healthcare? 
Um, well, it remains to be seen. But I think if you were to take a trip across and look at any Banfield or VCA hospital, you would find them to be uh, really well-built, really well-specced out um, uh, businesses um, with some very innovative marketing programs. So, um, you know, I think in theory it should be a good thing. In practice, the challenge for every corporate is the same. How do you maintain an engaged workforce? And that's, that's nothing to do with veterinary medicine. But how do you maintain an engaged workforce when that workforce consists of highly... Uh, smart, very independently strong-willed veterinarians, that is an entirely different challenge. And I think that is where a lot of the friction has come from corporatization, that, that very few people, individuals, have found the best way to manage teams effectively in the clinical environment, and very few corporates, uh, in fact, even fewer, and I would say uh, almost none as far as I can see, have absolutely nailed that to the point where their team engagement, their staff uh, retention, um, team happiness is better than it would be in a well-run small independent practice. practice. So um, I think it's horses for courses. If you like small, if you like um, strong team, local-based team culture and, and client relations and all very personal, then independence probably going to be the way to go. Um, if you like to have job flexibility and better benefits and, um, and you don't mind the fact that there's probably going to be a slightly less personal way of doing business and you can handle that uh, and you're up for the perks because I'm sure these guys with deep pockets are going to fight hard for your attention as a vet, um, then maybe corporate's going to be for you. But I answered this question when I was up at the Royal Vet College speaking to students yesterday and I said, no vet should choose their job based on money. They should do it based on fit. And that means understanding what you need as an individual. Uh, is it support? Is it good people around you? Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things that people want uh, from their job. And I think that's why when it comes down to the individual vet, it actually doesn't matter if it's corporate or independent. What matters is you understand what you need as a clinician and you make sure that you... Uh, match up and you're interviewing the people you go work for to make sure that they can deliver on that. Uh, and if you get that match right, then it probably doesn't matter which particular legal entity or size organization you work for. In the end, the truth is it's all going to come down to the people you're working with and the people you're working for. Um, if, they're, if you have a good leader in any team, in any structure, you probably have a good team environment. And if you have a leader who sucks... It doesn't matter how much you're getting paid. It's just not a fun place to work. Uh, so, James, I hope that answers your question without being too much of a cop-out. Um, the answer is it's probably not completely the right question to ask. Uh, if MarsCore can deliver great leaders, then why not? Why not be a good thing? Um, if MarsCore can't do that, then it's a whole organization that uh, is going to struggle. So, there you go. That's my thoughts. Marscore, what do you think? What are your plans? Why don't you chip in on this, this discussion and, and uh, take the opportunity to tell us in the UK and Europe um, you know, what the plan is and how you're, gonna, how you're going to answer that, make sure the answer to the question is, is, is Marscore entering the UK market a good thing for vets? Why is the answer yes? Um, let's hear from you. That'd be great to bring you in on this discussion. You guys take care. Dr. Dave out. Be safe, be well, be happy. Until next week's episode. 
have a ball. See ya. Thank you for listening to that episode of Freewheeling. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a rating or review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Now, if you want to have your question answered, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. It's at Dr. Dave Nicol. That's D-R-D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>